0: Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete and i go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Joining me on episode 21 as co-host is a man you know on Twitter as D T. Welcome to the show, Jepp. Thanks for having me, Pete. Today is a very special podcast. It is the day of Jepper's Juniors release, Jepp. It is. Big day. Um,
1: we've had a lot of info from uh, the March series and the pre-season, so it's time to uh, reveal who the top options are for everyone and um,
0: get our teams locked away. Jeb, can you take the listeners through an understanding of the history of Jebbers Juniors and an overview of what information you intend to provide today? So we've categorised the rookies as players under 300K
1: firstly. So anyone over 300K, and there are a few that are just over, we'll we'll cover in another podcast. But so for the purpose of rookies, it's under 300,000. And then I sort of group... Um, Look at their job security, uh, their scoring potential, and their um, likely impact on the season. So they're all the categories we're going to discuss. Um, and I've got a couple of top tens for defenders, mids, and forwards. And then um, some top ruck options,
0: which are quite a few this year, as opposed to other years. Sorry. Of course, based on player availability, make necessary adjustments into round one. Okay, jet let's get stuck into it. Straight into the defenders. Rank number one Hayden Young, Fremantle.
1: Yeah, so quality young kid, arguably the best kick in the draft um, in last year's crop. So, Fremantle's snared a young talent there they will lock in him they will lock him in at some point this season at half back. We hope it's round one, but it's probably unlikely given he didn't feature in the Marsh series. Um, but when he does play, you know, I'm expecting an average between seventy and seventy five. The way um, Justin Longmill has employed his new game style at Freeman was possession football starting in the back half. And that just means a, a plural points for Hayden Young. So I think we've got to sort of decide whether or not we're going to run with Hayden Young on the bench if if he, we assume he comes in rounds two or three but I think that's pretty high risk I'm going to not start with him um, and I'm going to give some a lot of these sort of scoops throughout the podcast of what direction I'm heading in but um, when Hayden Young is named and um, if that is round three, four, or five, or where, whenever it is, I think we all need to jump on because he's going to be one of the best scoring rookies all year. So I've left him at number one for that reason. Number two, Lockie Ash, GWS. Yeah, so Lockie, um, initially, I didn't think we'd get a game. Um, we've got an injury to Zach Williams that's opened up a spot at the halfback flank. And, and what we've seen from Lockie Ash in the series is just a super young talent with excellent foot skills. So he's had a really high disposal efficiency throughout the Mars series. Um, and look, that can only help his his argument to play in round one and in the early rounds we don't know where how far away zach williams is with his achilles injury but he apparently he's going to play this weekend in an injury club so we've got to monitor Lockie. um nevertheless he's number two given his quality and i'm expecting an average between 60 and 65.
0: number three jared brander west coast
1: so yes young brander from um west coast playing a wing role um it's still up in the air whether he plays and starts in that wing role come round one. But I think having that role for West Coast gives him the opportunity to take a lot of marks, um, a lot of kicks. I don't think he's going to be respected by his opposition much if he does play on one wing. Uh, but obviously, there's still, you know, I've said in tweets before that Duggan is probably more likely to start on that other wing this season. Um, but if Jared Brander does get first crack at it, he's got his DPP, which is just super handy, having a, a player on your bench with DPP and having another variety um, of options um, given our two trades per week. So, And if he does play, look, it's a modest 50 to 55 average, and obviously he does have low job security. Number four, Will Gould, Sydney. So, yeah, uh, young Gouldy, big doesn't mind the physical stuff. We saw some bash and crash from him in the Marsh series. I, I think he can play a third defender role. Caden um, Brand is probably his main opposition internally at the Swans, who might get a first crack ahead of him. But he's hoping Gould gets the nod for round one. I think he's got medium job security, better than um, better than most. Um, but it's a 50 to 55 average again. So, look, as just to chime in in a bit of a third tangent here like i i prefer my on-field rookies to be scoring 65 plus like that's really the the measurement the mean of, of what we need from our on-field rooks so having gould on a bench is a viable option but you pay that a little bit extra number five toby watson free metal so yeah young toby's um come a bit out of nowhere one of one who's shown promise and um He's playing a little bit of a lockdown role in defence for, for Frio. He, we don't know where he fits, but as a 170K player, um, and again, with Fremantle's possession um, game starting from the back line, I think there's plenty of plus sixes in there for Toby Watson. Um, and I think he's a really good bench option to start round one with. But again, an average of 50 to 55 is only expected. Number six, Fisher, McCassie, Adelaide. So, yeah, Fisher's highly rated at the Crows. Um, Nix has talked him up in um, some press conferences and, and public events. So we take that well as fantasy coaches. We, we see him playing a big role this year. I, um, Given his price, he's, he's quite expensive. But, look, and I to be fair, I think he's going to average below 50. Um, I'll be, there'll be games where he... Where he you know, he scores 60 and above, but I think a, a fair measure of, of his output will be below 50, and that put, puts me off him quite a bit um, personally, but given the lack of um, options we have, he, he sits there at number six. Number seven, Brandon Starcevic, Brisbane. Yeah, so Stasevich is an interesting one because um, he's previously played a defensive role for, for Brisbane, but now he looks like he's a bit of a utility playing forward, and we, we're not quite sure what his role is. But from the Series, he, he didn't set the world alight. He scored pretty modestly, and, and I expect an average of um, below 50 from him again. And just pointing out, he's got pretty low job security at Brisbane, given the talent they've got and what they've brought in, in the the offseason. Number eight, Damon Greaves, Hawthorne. So, yeah, Damon Greaves still is an option for Hawks. Um, he could take Blake Hardwick's lockdown defender role. We're hoping that occurs. And again, much like Toby Watson, Greaves could be another good bench option for 170 dollars Expected average from Greaves is about
0: 55 to 60. Number nine, Jack Madgen, Collingwood.
1: So yeah, Jack Magin, um college basketballer. His brother Ben plays in the NBL. He's a tall defender that frees up Jeremy Howe. And everyone's getting excited about Jeremy Howe from what we saw in the Marsh series. So depending on how the Collingwood coaching staff decide or go with, Imagine could really play a, a key defensive role for the Pies. Um, I would still have a low job security for him, though, because they they have other options at Collingwood and other, other ways they could sort of line up from week to week. So... For that reason, he, he slips down the order at number nine. But um, he does have a semi-decent out- expected average of about 55 to 60. Um, so it's whether or not we want to take the punt with those extra dollars you've got to pay for him. But um, he's an option nonetheless. Number 10, Jez McLennan, Gold Coast. So, yeah, young Jez um, hasn't, again, hasn't got a whole heap of the ball. But he is cheap. And there is an outside chance he does start the season. If he does play, he's a purely bench backup, um, and he's because he's just going to not rack up a heap of the ball, and his expected average would be well below fifty. So, yeah, we're um we're sort of scraping the barrel with Jez at number ten. Any others on the outside looking in, Jet? So, look, Trent Rivers. I'll start with from Melbourne. Quite, um, Melbourne were pretty happy to pick him up in in the draft, and there's there was a video circulating um over the summer about that so he could be one that gets opportunity maybe through injury or suspension at melbourne he's got dpp status and he shouldn't be ignored um andrew mcpherson from the crows as well i don't expect the crows to um to uh, make the top eight this year as harshly as that sounds but there could be opportunities for younger guys like mcpherson who've been on the list for a few years to to get a go and then lastly there's hugh goddard at carlton as well who um yeah, he played really well in the VFL last year, and I'm surprised he didn't get a look in in the March series this season. So I'm expecting Hugh to carry on his good form and, and prove his worth and, and push for a game later on in the season so he could be worth a, a get as well.
0: Let's get into the midfields, Jep. Number one, Marley and Pickett.
1: Yeah, Marley is self-explanatory, isn't it? After what we saw in the grand final. Mm. Um, I think there's been a little bit of talk of not starting Marley on your field, but I just think that's crazy. So... Um, he's he's locked. He'll be locked in for M8 for most teams, and with good reason. I think the expected average of Marley in this season is 65 to 70. It's not, you know, huge. Um, but it's it's pretty pretty decent. Like I said before, I think an expected average of 65 from your rooks is is a reasonable average. So, um, yeah, I'll be starting with Marley in my M8 for sure. Number two, Matthew Rowe, Gold Coast. Yep. So Matty Rowe's shown why he was the number one pick for um, 2019 draft. He is super talent, knows how to move. I've spoken about his lateral movement before. Um, He's starting in the engine room for the Suns. That's pretty obvious. So that, again, his role is a massive tick for me. And I don't mind spending 270 grand for him when the expected average is between 70 and 75. So we're ticking the box with high job security, his on-field role um is worth effectively that extra hundred thousand number three tom green gws so yeah thanks to uh well unfortunately tim taranto's injuries for him personally has opened up the door for tom green to play which is great for us as fantasy coaches um i must admit during the summer before the marsh series started i didn't give him a chance in hell to to get a Guernsey in round one, but he's, he's locked in for round one, in my opinion, um, and he's going to score well. So a bit like Matty Rao, he he does his best work in and under, um, and I don't think Leon Cameron would be scared to start him on the ball with um, Kelly and Cornelio and others in support. So, um, yeah, I feel like his job security is, is sort of, you know, gauged in a medium sort of measure, Um, if he's out of form, he probably will be dropped. But um, given what we saw in the Marsh series, I think he um, he's going to be a bloody good player for many years to come. And hopefully, starting from round one this year, I'm expecting an average from Tom Green between 70 and 75. Also, number four, Dylan Stevens, Sydney. So yeah, look, Dylan Stevens' output in the Marsh series hasn't been as as high as I thought he would produce. So. I think he's pretty underrated for that reason. And I don't think a lot of teams are running with him for that reason. Um, So I'm pretty confident in what he produced, given his numbers in the sample last year against other bigger bodies. So an expected average of 65 to 70 is what I think he can do. He's an outside mid for Sydney. Um, He relies on his teammates getting him the ball as most outside mids do. But yeah, I have him at number four, just purely based on his sample numbers, and I just don't think he's hit his straps yet um, at AFL level, but he will. So I'm very confident in that, and um, I've got him at number four, and if you've got him started on the field, don't lose any sleep over it. Number five, Caleb Sarong fremantle So Caleb Sarong has got pretty decent job security at Fremantle. Um, I'm still expecting him to play round one, uh he is a very very good young player expected average is 65 to 70. he just knows where to go and how to use it so the free man in a in a rebuilding year have to put time into him and again sarong is is quality so they'll, they'll give him the game time so the average output i think he'll produce is 65 to 70 also number six noah anderson gold coast See i got Noah Anderson quite down the list just because of his scoring potential. I think he's a sub-60 scorer. Um, he's obviously got great job security and um, and with Gold Coast, um, you know they're not the most prolific midfield in the world and as an outside mid, I think he'll he'll struggle to get big possession numbers. so I, um, I've got him down the list at six for that reason. Number seven, Tyler Brown Collingwood. So in his second year at the Pies, um, Tyler Brown is a quality young player. He almost debuted last season in the latter rounds, but thankfully he didn't. And he keeps his 170k price tag. So with that, I I'm hopeful he plays round one. And some injuries to the Pies could open that opportunity up to him. Uh, he might be an emergency, and he might just need to bide his time that little bit longer. But he's hoping he does get a gig. So. If you pick him, you've got to pick. It's a risk picking him given his low job security, but I think he can really score, score well, um, and his expected average is between 65 and 70. Um, I'm currently running with Tyler Brown on my bench um, as a, as a as a cheap option, and I think others should too, especially in you know, round one. Number eight, Devin Robertson, Brisbane. So yeah, Devin, much like Tom Green, didn't think he'd get a look in um, at the start of round one, but He's a determined hard nut and he's got a high work rate and um, the Brisbane faithful love that. So the, he's ticked a lot of boxes and, and kept um, Cameron Ellis Young out for now. Um, but noting if Devon does play, he's got low job security and a couple of poor games would result in him getting dropped. So um, nevertheless, he, he's going to score pretty well if he does play and he sneaks in at number eight. Number nine, Jeremy Sharp, Gold Coast. So yeah, Jeremy um, is a hard worker, gut runner. I dare I say, much like um, Whitfield. Obviously, not to that level yet, but he's he's got that gut run and sons gave up a bit to get him in last year's draft. I don't expect huge scores from him, and he and he comes at a he's a little bit more expensive, but he's got decent job security. And um, as we get on in the year, I think he can really eat his straps.
0: So. Um, keep an eye out for Jeremy, number ten Ned McHenry, Adelaide.
1: So yeah, Ned's um, struggled with form in the mastery, but is still cheap enough and still um, worthy for a bench spot. We we're hopeful he plays round one, um, and he's he's one of the fittest at the Crows already in his in his early years. So he's going to be quite a low scorer, but um, I think we give him the chance on our on our bench if he does get named.
0: Any other players on the outside looking in, Jep?
1: Yeah, so Mitch Hibbert um, from Messenden got injured in the preseason, so he's he he will feature at some point, I would have thought, for, for the Bombers. Then there's Jackson Mead from Port Adelaide, who is highly rated as well, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the games in rounds two or three, um, pending fitness, obviously, and form. There's Justin McInerney from the Swans also, who's probably in the best 25 at Sydney. So a couple of injuries or suspensions could open up the opportunity for Justin. We've also got Collier Dawkins from the Tigers, who's done a year of development last year in the VFL. Loves to tackle and and will definitely get games at some point this year, but it might be a case of him playing one week, drop the next and come in and out of of the best 22. Um, And then lastly, Harry Schoenberg, who I think will will definitely force his way into the Crows' midfield. He is a massive talent, and um, I've got high hopes for Harry. Maybe not this season, but in other seasons to come. Um,
0: But, yeah, he'll definitely get games for the Crows at some point this year. Moving on to the ruck situation, Jeb. We've got number one, Sam Naismith, Sydney.
1: Yep, so Sam Naismith is... Proved himself for the number one ruck spot at Sydney. I think we all agree with that. Um, the question is, is what he's going to average? And we've had arguments about this before. Personally, I think he'll average between 60 and 65. I think that's a safe bet. And again, it's probably just below what I would want my rookies to score. Um, and given um, the R2 sort of spot, there's plenty running with Naismith at their R2 position. I'm still tossing that up. Um, I can't decide, um, but, um, yeah, I think Naismith is a valid valid option for R2. I wouldn't start him. After playing with my team quite a bit over the last few days, I wouldn't try starting him on your bench. I think paying that extra 100K on your bench is just... It's, it's hard to sort of balance the other positions on the field, um, what you want to achieve, so... If I don't go Naismith at R2, I won't be starting with him, but that's not to say he's he's not a valid um, rookie ruck option. On to number two, Sam Draper Essendon. So, yeah, Sam Draper's coming back from an ERICO and he is a quality ruckman. Okay, so we haven't seen or heard anything from him much this preseason, given he's coming back from injury, but he's definitely going to play um, at the midpoint of this year, and that's why I wanted to highlight him at number two. I've got him at number two as someone who obviously he's not gonna feature in the early rounds so you could be using him as a loophole captain um, and then knowing pretty confidently he'll play in the later rounds of the year sort of serves in good stead and he's probably a decent bench option for most looking to loophole. Number three, Darcy Cameron, Collingwood. So, yeah, if it looks like Mason Cox is getting the R2 spot at Collingwood. So, Darcy Cameron uh, has got to bite his time a little bit and, and wait. So, when he does play, though, I think an average of 60-65 is pretty reasonable for him. It's just when he does play and if he does play this season, um, he's, he's, in, he's in the waiting. And, um, obviously, DPP status is, is pretty handy. Um, But you can't start Darcy Cameron on your bench for the loophole captain, especially if you're using um, Grundy as your VC. So just keep that in mind.
0: Number four, Tristan Derry, North Melbourne.
1: Yep, so it looks like Cherry is going to play round one uh, with Ben Brown out injured. So that's great news. What he can score is probably, I think, a, a reasonable average from cherries between fifty-five and sixty. He did have a great game in March one, um, but then was pretty quiet in March two. I think what the um, what North Melbourne will like is that he presents well the ball. He, you know, he provides a contest, and um, look, we're we're hoping he pushes. He almost pushed a ton in in that Marsh game. One he was scoring ninety nine from seventy nine percent time on ground. But um, yeah, it's a I'll, I will run with Cherry if other options don't come to life. So if we're limited in our one seventy rooks, Cherry is is a valid option. Not necessarily as a as a uh, ruck bench option, but maybe a forward bench option. Number five, Luke Jackson, Melbourne. So, yeah, I didn't think, I, I think um, they might, still might put Jackson down in, in the VFL as a development year, as, as the trend is with most young rucks. But, yeah, he did show a bit in that last Series and um, could play a forward and R2 role. I'd be surprised if they do do that with Jackson. Um, and I think his expected average is pretty low for what you're going to pay for him. So that's why he's down the list at number five.
0: Number six, Tom DeConnie Carlton. So yeah, De Conning's, um is in the wings
1: at Carlton and they've got a floor of injuries to their tools. So I think he could play round one. Um, he's not too expensive at 190K. So he's, uh, he's the last option in the ruck bench spot um, for us and um, shouldn't be ignored either. But again, he's, his average is going to be pretty pretty low and I'm, I'm expecting below 50s from him. On to the forward
0: step. Number one, Curtis Taylor, North Melbourne. So, yep, uh, all aboard the uh, Curtis Taylor
1: ban- uh, bandwagon. He um, gave us a good taste of what to expect from him in March 2 with scoring 94. You know, he presented well on that half forward roll. And the injury to Kane Turner looks like he gets the opportunity, um, which is great for us. We start him on our field, everyone's going to have him. It's a, it's a pretty basic pick for, for many. So, Thankfully, 170K defense, uh, Sorry, forward has, has put their hand up. So the average I expect from Taylor, though, is between 65 and 70. And um, But again, I, I ticked that box from um, our, our rookies. Number two, Connor Buterick, Gold Coast. Yeah, so Buderich down at the Suns, He a um, great decision maker, very clean disposal, and it looks like he's got a role to play at the Suns, which is... Great for us. I, um, I've i got his job security sort of flagged as medium. I think, you know, he, he will be dropped if he's not featuring and, and playing well. Um, it might be a scapegoat for others, but um, I think he gets the nod for round one for sure in the early rounds, and I think his average will be between 55 and 60. Number three, Jacob Townsend, Essendon. So, definitely with Townsend he's playing a lockdown role on the Essendon forward line so we need to note this for for, for the halfbackers we're looking at too so if I expect Townsend to go to like a Jake Lloyd for example or a Basher Hawley or you know those types of of creative defenders that um, are damaging from the back line with their with their kick and penetration so Townsend's Brought in for that role. He obviously is a hard nut, loves to tackle, and can bob up for a goal or two. I just think he's going to average very low, um, between 55 and 60, although he's got great job security and you have to pay that extra 100 grand to sort of get him. Um, I'm actually not going to start with Jacob Townsend round one. Number four, Isaac Rankin, Gold Coast. So, yeah, Rankin still hasn't been ruled out for round one, which is great. He is a very silky um, forward for the Suns, and he's, yeah, he's obviously an impact player, not an accumulator, so his scores are gonna be pretty modest again, but he's got great job security, high draft pick from a couple of years ago. The Suns have to play, pending his fitness, so perfect, perfect bench cover for, for us um, in the forward line. Number five, Max King, St Kilda. So, yeah, great hands for a key forward, isn't he? So he's he's very impressed very well, um, but obviously not in the fantasy sense because um, young key forwards in the past don't, don't score well and King won't be any different to that. Um, he'll be averaging at best um, between 50 and 55. Again, the Saints will play him. They've got to put time into him now, um, pending his fitness and... Um, you know they've got a great key forward for many years to come um some may want to run with max as a um as their um, backup in the forward line given his price and the like and i'm no objections to that but um i've got him at five because i'd much prefer butterick or rankin as my backups in my forward line personally number six tom sparrow melbourne so yeah, Tom Sparrow is here because of he's obviously got low job security at Melbourne, but he's here for his potential scoring. So Tom Sparrow is a midfielder, an in-and-under midfielder, um, and he can play a bit outside as well. So I'm expecting an average if he does play between 70 and 75. He um, comes at a price, but it's well worth the extra dollars. I don't think he will play round one, but I do believe he'll feature in the early rounds um, if an opportunity comes up. So, look, I've got him at six, given his low job security. But if he does play, we all need to pay attention to him because he can score very well. Number seven, Miles Paholke, Adelaide. So, again, yeah, is probably just on the outer for the Crows' um, best 22, which is a shame. A bit similarly to Sparrow, he shows a bit in scoring potential. But he won't play a a true midfield role. He'll play a half-forward push-up role, um... And yeah, it's more likely Paholki will get opportunities during the season as it wears on. Um, but that's not to say he's completely out for round one. With low job security, I'd, he's a bit of a risky pick, um, but he's on the list given the limited options we have. Number eight, Sam Sturt, Fremantle. So yeah, Sam's a stay-at-home forward for um, for the Dockers and a- quite a high draft pick a couple of years ago. So. Um, it looks like they're pretty happy to play Sam Sturt as a, as a forward pocket or full forward role. Um, he hasn't set the world alight with his scores, and his expected average during the season will be less than fifty. Um, but I think he's got quite high job security, and you know, depending on how the teams are named for round one, he could be another one for a for a bench spot in our forward line.
0: Number nine, Mitch Georgie Artis Port Adelaide. So yeah, Mitch is um, obviously
1: in Port Adelaide's plans for for the early rounds. He's played both March series and been managed given his um, quad injury last year. Um, He just won't score big and we're paying a premium. So to pay his price tag um, and have an expected average of less than 50, I think that's a bit extreme. But again, with limited options, he finds his way in the top 10 at number nine on my list. Number 10, Ben Davis, Adelaide. So a half forward at the Crows, who should get first crack at a small forward roll. Um, you know, he does he's, does the hard work with the tackling and the like. Again, score likely to be below 50 during the season, but he's got pretty high job security. So, um, yeah, I, at 170K, he's another one vying for a bench spot. Any others on the outside looking in, Jeff? Yeah, there's a few. So I've got Eli Smith out at Brisbane, who's a hard nut, um, hard-working sort of utility. Um, So he's one to keep an eye on. Also, Tom Berry, I think, would definitely play games this season. And thankfully, you know, he loves a good tackle. Um, He's one of these rooks that loves to lay a tackle, much like Collie Dawkins out at Richmond. So he's one to watch during the season as well um, at 170K. So he's a good trade and option. We've got Sam Flanders, who um, hasn't featured in the Marsh series and looks like he'll get opportunity later on in the year. Uh, Nakai Cockatoo, who went down with an injury during the pre-season just before the Marsh. So unfortunately, we won't see him till later rounds, but obviously we we know what he'll produce as a half forward. Won't set the world alight with scores, but still we're, we're looking for the job security there. Uh, we've got Cody Waitman out of the Dogs as well. Might need to bide his time by the sounds of it, um, but we'll keep an eye on that. And Pickett Lightweightman is, um, is another one out of Melbourne who who might need to bide his time a bit as well, but we'll see him at some point this season. Miles Bergerman out of Port Adelaide. He's had a pre-season hiccup with injuries, so I think he definitely does play at some point this season. So we'll keep an eye on him, and he can score pretty modestly. And finally, Ben Crocker, who as Played really, really well in the Marsh series, but at two hundred and eighty three grand and a likely average of you know in the low sixties, I just couldn't couldn't fit him into the top ten. I um just given what we've seen from him from when he played at Collingwood and he's playing a similar role at the Crows, I just I don't think it's wise spending the under extra hundred odd K on Crocker.
0: Well that's it, listeners. That's Jeppers Juniors heading into the twenty twenty home and away season. Your final thoughts there, Jepp?
1: yeah just um, wait for the teams to be announced'll we'll, um, we'll lock in the sensible picks as many will I think most of most of us will have the same rookie selections um, I think many might be surprised with my decision on uh, Dylan Stevens as the fourth best midfield rookie option this season but I, i'll um, I'll live and die by the sword with with that call I think Stevens has a lot to offer um,
0: so yeah good luck to, to all the coaches in locking in their teams for this week. Before I close this podcast, if you would like a chance of scoring a plus six podcast cab, just retweet any podcast link that is sent out via Twitter. We'll give a few away on Tuesday night. On that note, we'll wrap up this podcast. Thanks for tuning in.